Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Puckle! Puckle. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host. We've got the fluffiest Whimsicott. Hi, hi, hi. And we've got the knowledgeable R Sigma. Howdy. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. I like talking about Pokemon. You know what I was really bummed about with the Pokemon Presents the other week? I was mm. really bummed that we didn't get like a. I, I'm, bu- I'm bummed we didn't get like good classic Pokemon spinoffs. Mm. We got to get through Detective Pikachu first, and even that oh. doesn't look as bad as the 3DS one. So it does look better, but like I don't know, man. I don't want to play it, but it, it looks better. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know that I'm like, oh man, I'm really into Detective Pikachu too. It's like it, it's just like a dumbed down version of Ace uh, Ace Attorney. Yeah, that, that's my understanding. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, my problem, my, my problem with Detective Pikachu was definitely not how it looked. Yeah, <laughs> it was as we've been saying for years. Just let me make the color orange. I don't need instructions for it. Yeah, right. Like it was really bad, and I, yeah. I don't know. Like I, man, I still really want like Mystery Dungeon DX Sky or whatever it is. You mm. know, I, I, I really want that. I'm curious on where that is from the website leak from earlier this year. Like, there has to be something in the works from them, right? Yeah, there has to be something. I mean, honestly, I'm really okay with... uh, I would love to see it just because I never really played an entire Mystery Dungeon game until DX came out, in all honesty. Hmm. And Mm -hmm. I found that to be such a pleasant experience. It's a good time. The first two were very good. Yeah. Then Gates 2 Infinity showed up and they... Had their own little Dexit, yep. which was a little mm. awkward, and the story yeah. wasn't as good. The mechanic of scanning things with your 3DS camera wasn't, like, fun. I so, heard Gates to Infinity was pretty bad, and the one after that wasn't too bad. I played a little bit of that one. I think Super Mystery Dungeon was better received, but people were less on it because they changed recruiting and you got yeah. things through missions and it was easier or something. I kind of like that, though. But It has mega evolution, so that's kind of cool, at least. Something. Everything has mega evolution, except the main games. Yeah, it's a fun I time. mean, Pokemon Sleep doesn't yet, I don't think. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the update for Pokemon Day, it's fine. You guys been up to anything fun lately? Uh, I've been speedrunning Pokemon Stadium. Ooh. Ooh. Right? Gym Leader Challenge. How's that work? So it's actually kind of cool because you do it on a file you've already beaten them with. 
And you have the team set up ahead of time, so it's literally just menuing and hoping your thunders hit. And it's kind of fun. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's a nice bit of RNG to see if you can get there. I'm, I'm okay, going that's, for that's good. I'm going for under an hour forty. Okay, and uh, I was almost there last Sunday. I was probably going to get like a one thirty-five, and I would have been happy. But mm. then I missed like six thunders in a row oh, against the rival. Oh lost. no! Sends you back to the start of the Elite Four, and it's like, nope. Okay, we'll that do it again sucks. sometime soon. Yeah. So. Dang. Yeah, I I have just like not wanted to do that. Every time I think about the uh, speed run for Pokemon Stadium, t- though, I think of Worcester's run where he just like played for nineteen hours straight. Yeah, but he does like a full game run, which is insane. Insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know that I'm impressed that he got the highest speed, or that I'm more impressed that he did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, there there is an audience for long speed runs, right? Yeah. Like, Breath of the Wild 100% is a speed run that people yeah. do. I don't like and it. And that's like, <laughs> it's got to be under 20 hours at this point. But early yeah. on, it was like a 20 plus hour run. Uh, yeah. It might be now with the bless. I'm not sure. But like, there there is an audience for the long speed run. And it, it's unfortunate that the people, there are fewer people playing said long speed runs because yeah. they're unhealthy and yeah. really <laughs> unaccessible too. Mm-mm. Like the longer speedruns probably should have like a sleep break in them just yeah. to make them healthy, but you yeah, know. or additional breaks where you can just pause the timer and go to the bathroom or eat. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah, that seems a little like yeah unhealthy, as you said. Is a, yeah. a really good word. <laughs> like speedrun culture probably needs to catch up to something like that, just being a universal standard. But yeah, mm. I I understand that. Like yeah. not not reward the people willing to hurt themselves if that makes sense yeah Yeah, you're very right absolutely and i i have to say i i am usually a bit more impressed with like the jokey runs Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the stupid ones they just they just entertain me more because i cannot fully appreciate the technical work that goes into a serious speed run so yeah. when they do the meme ones, I I just like it more. <laughs> uh yeah, I yeah, I haven't done anything. I've been traveling. I've been I did get into Pittsburgh Regionals, thank God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that was a nightmare. The, like the website crashed when they released registration. Oh no. And I think TCG filled up within like an hour. Like TCG was just like Sounds uh, about right. Wow. It's in the Midwest. It's in the Midwest. It's also it's like the, the first, first one, regional yeah. of the year. So, mm-hmm. and even with, like, the new point structure where, like, there's no incentive to really get more than 600 points. You still want points. Most people have zero, so, you know. Yeah, most most people, well, a lot of people, I've heard of people having, like, 100, 150 points already due to locals. Well, but, yeah, they got they got league cups and challenges, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm on it, honestly, I'm waiting for later in the season when things, like, cool down on that. Oh, good idea. Because right now, like, I, I've been going to challenges with, like, 20 plus people. Mm. It's, like, insane. It doesn't help that I'm also in Ohio, which is kind of just like a hotbed for Pokemon. Yeah. The Pokemon. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have to import all like the Michigan people and the yeah, all the Michigan people, people come in. A lot of Pennsylvania people come in. Some people from Indiana. I don't think Kentucky people exist, but you know, uh, they do. If they did, uh, they do actually. I mean, you're uh, you're an exception because you're at the border. But yeah, I'm closer to the border. Yes, but yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't think they travel that far. 
just a guess. I feel like I feel like three hours is like the reasonable distance that a lot of people travel, especially for cups. For cups, they will do three hours. That makes that's probably fair. For cups, they'll do challenges. Maybe not so much, but I did see I did like meet a guy who drove like an hour and a half to a challenge, and I was just like, "What are you doing? Mm-hmm. This is fifteen points. Go away." There's a lot of Ohio and Indiana where there is just nothing. Yeah. Except emptiness. Like, there probably aren't cups and challenges. I know next weekend in, like, Indianapolis, there's, like, a double cup weekend. Oh. Where you could, like, go and play in two cups, like, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. But <laughs> Yeah, no. You've been around enough lately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Don't even get me. Like, the fact that I'm going to Pittsburgh is already, like, hitting, like, all of the I've been traveling too much buttons. I mean, I imagine Pittsburgh is relative is close enough to where you don't care that much. Yeah, Pittsburgh is. I think it's like a three and a half, four hour drive from here. It's not too bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just yeah. I'm being Italian about it. <laughs> no, that's like to the other side of your country, right? Like that. I no, but uh, I mean, depends on on which like vertically or horizontally because yeah, that yeah, changes yeah. a lot. <laughs> Yeah, from here from here to Pittsburgh, it's just under four hours. That's it. It's also like no landmarks, I imagine, unless you go through Columbus. You do have to go through Columbus. I imagine you I go through to- Columbus because that's how Ohio roads work. Yes. That's how the Ohio highways work. Everything goes to Columbus and out of Columbus. <laughs> when I had to drive to Buffalo, New York this last week for work, I literally had to drive through Columbus. Like that's, you, you know, like... Everything connects to Columbus and Ohio. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, you just you have to go through Columbus no matter where you're at. You enter Columbus and then you exit through Columbus. Yeah, exactly. It's just a web that goes there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's dumb. But yeah, no, it, yeah, it's just a lot of travel, but I think I get to like go through West Virginia for a hot second too based on geography. Uh probably. Just gotta hope it's not raining, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's like for a hot second, but we'll see. I mean, it's in like three weeks. Yeah, it's crazy how quick that's coming on. Yeah, I know. I haven't even picked a deck yet, and I really need to pick one just so I can start grinding it and like learning the deck a lot better. It's hard with like how the meta is right now because it's still shifting. Yeah, there's a lot of things happening. Obsidian Flames, I don't think changed too much. Like Charizard exists, but I don't. There is think- there is one deck new that is probably somewhere between tier one and two. Like, yeah, somewhere in there. It, it feels like, like right now, if I were to rank Charizard, I'd say like tier one and a half. It just does a lot more damage than you expect and takes a lot more beatings than you expect. It's just, yeah, it's just fat. <laughs> like, that's the problem with Charizard. It's just fat. If it were a V-Star, I don't think it would be much of a problem. But no. as a as a stage two EX, that is yeah, an obnoxious thing to deal with. 330 HP is a lot. It is a lot on a two prize Pokemon. It is a lot, yeah. Like, a Chien Pao deck is super happy to beat up a VMAX, but beating up an EX for just two prizes, that's, uh, that feels bad. (laughs) That's a lot of resources into two prizes. It feels icky. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Like, right now, I'm, I'm leaning towards, like, going back to, uh, Arctina or, or Lost Tina or something. We'll see, though. All right, though. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna cut us off here. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think we got some news to talk about, so let's cue that epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. Welcome to the news. 
First in the news, uh, Pokemon Worlds ended last week, uh, and the new world's location was announced to be Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, they did uh, also donate $200,000 to the Wild Wildlife uh, Relief Fund uh, that's occurring in Maui. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. That's very, it's very unfortunate. I saw the announcement, and I was like, that is awkward timing, but then they made it slightly better. Yeah, it, it is yeah, awkward that, timing. That was like the worst timing bubble. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of understand them, because one, they're doing it at the end of the right yeah they no. always do this. their announcement was always going to happen there it's just unfortunate where it was going and what was yeah. happening there i mean but also like with what geography still happening there? also with the geography of hawaii though like honolulu and maui are completely different mm-hmm. but most people don't know that and yeah, it just yes, seems so freaking insensitive like no i i i i don't disagree with that i mean i appreciate that they don't like yeah but i well. still i i still honestly like looked at the and was like seriously you you sh- yeah. you just should have put the announcement off yeah well yeah, he- i feel like they i feel I, okay so like this is me being very facetious right uh mm-hmm. because like if i'm a businessman right you got you got two things you're wait, with not doing the with this announcement you're like you have this announcement one like the 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 third the third magical solution is you find a place that's not hawaii to hold it after you've already decided this but mm-hmm. uh he's sitting there going they, they, like if i'm you know ishihara i'm looking at this and going well if we don't announce it everybody's gonna scream and yell at us for not announcing it uh yeah, and then they go if we I... do announce it people are gonna scream and yell that we did it uh we didn't do i any, would have taken we, the, the first kind of screaming and yelling uh, i think times i think this one i think they did it uh i i think they did it with uh, the intention of just getting it out there i think the people that would complain they don't know where it is are much louder uh typically mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like I mean, there, there were already a lot of critics about how bad TPCI is, like in the tournament scene. I'm, I'm gonna, um, in the tournament scene, there's a lot of complaints about uh, the way that TPCI communicates with the he makes announcements ahead of time. Like, I mean, a really mm-hmm. good example of how poor it is is just the Pittsburgh regional I had to sign up for, only opening up registration three weeks beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they're very bad about a lot of this, and I think they wanted to avoid that. Those people are louder. I mean, I, as a company, you're not thinking of morals, if that makes sense. You're thinking about which yeah, one is louder. Yeah, but that's stupid. That's just I, stupid. I don't like. disagree with you. <laughs> I don't disagree with it's, you. I'm just... It's on such such a wildly different level of importance that I just, yes. I can't wrap my head around it. Uh, mm. Yes, I don't entirely disagree. I, do, I don't entirely disagree with you. I think uh, thinking as a corporation is always the wrong choice. But I think it just comes down to like my issue with just the world. <laughs> with the yeah, world it's, in general. I mean, it, as a location for worlds, it makes sense. Yeah. Their two largest uh, competitor bases are the U.S., which I assume they don't need a passport to go to Hawaii, right? No. Uh, wait, <laughs> exactly. Did wait, did, wait, did you not know that? I, I assumed as much, but I don't know quite as much about like air travel. No, the only especially thing they, across it, the it's ocean. A US- State. But yeah, it's, it's a US, US state. So I assumed as much. The, the right? only thing they yell at you about is they make sure you get rid of all of your fruit and stuff. Like you if you were going gotcha. to a foreign country. They like make sure you don't like bring like, so, like a I bag figured of there was probably something island. weird about Hawaii, but I didn't think you'd need a passport. So no. that's good for the uh player base of the US. For Japan, it's relatively close, right? And yeah. I assume that flights are probably not too so. No, th- well this is why Worlds for a while was like in Hawaii every other year. Yeah, because it's just a good spot for both Japan and the yeah. US. Yeah. Uh and Oceania gets like the free pass of hey, it's good for you too. Yep. So the only person the only place that it's not great for is Europe, which happens. They get yeah. to well, in Africa, though. but nobody ever thinks yeah. about that. But they did not, start not a they lot actually, of people from there. Well, they did just start like a lot like the scene's growing there. Though. 
Yeah. The scene is growing. It's in. not like one of the, it doesn't have an internet. Uh, no, it does not. Mm-hmm. But okay, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of worlds, uh, we have the results. The Yay. TCG Masters World Champion is Vince Kelly, and the VGC Masters World Champion is Shohei Kimura. And I, I only watched the VGC side of things, oh, and yeah? it was pretty wild. <laughs> TCG was crazier. It went to uh, the Masters Finals. Went to sudden death time rule. Okay, it went to sudden death time rules. Uh, okay, so for the record, it was between uh, Vance Kelly from the U.S. and then Tord Reklev, who's a big name. Like Tord has actually won every the biggest inter- player. Like yeah, he's yeah. won he's won the every international player. Not this year, but like in general, like he's won every international at least once. Wow. Um. Yeah, but he's a notoriously slow player. Like mm. he's notoriously slow. And on top of that, he was playing one of the slowest decks in the format. Oh no! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So I like. I know my favorite thing was like reading through all of the threads of people discussing the final match. And most of them being like, yeah, Tor just got his comeuppance because he just plays so slow. And so he ended up losing out because he played too slow. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know if he I He might have actually been that. able to take the win if it didn't go to time. Yeah. Uh, no, he probably would have been, but it had to go to time. Because, yeah. yeah, his last turn was like all about trying to position himself in a the best way possible. It was a very long last turn. Oh, it, it yeah. went on forever. It was but slow. it was a very good match. Yeah. Uh, Mew VMAX ended up taking it home. Which is uh, kind of cool because, like, me Vmax is just one of those four, like one of those decks that's just going to go down in like one of it's like the Genesect Verizian of his time. I still don't know if Fusion Strike Fusion Strike was a mistake in how they built it, right? I I don't know if it's Fusion Strike that's the problem. I feel like Genesect was the problem. I feel like Genesect, Genesect was the problem. Genesect probably should have just had a hard once per yes. turn. You can only yes. use this ability once. I mean, they've and kind of they've kind of figured that out with like the Squawk ability and everything. I think that would have fixed a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> Genesis. By now it'll be gone by next world. So yay. yay. <laughs> that's also a deck. <laughs> it gets eaten by Charizard. It uh, does. But like you can probably go faster than kill the Chanders. You might be able to. I mean, that's my strategy for Charizard. Yeah. It's like maybe I can get a Greninja up and they won't have their Manaphy and then yeah. their, their bench is gone. Most of them don't even run Manaphy. Weird. Like, the, lists are, so, the lists are dumb. That's so dangerous. I know. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, uh, let's go to Scarlet and Violet. Yay. Uh, so we had the everyone is here thing, uh, but it's not everyone. It's just all the starters. Thank God. That though. is how they that is how they started their world's announcement for the Scarlet and Violet. And it's like, wow, cool. Uh, we got I guess we got confirmation this week on like Twitter that you do missions to unlock them spawning in the world. So, I'm OK. with okay. that. That's very cute. That, that's I like fine that. by me. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they are letting them all back in is good because I think that was the biggest mistake. It's it's mostly good. Let's see if they do something about Incineroar and we'll be happy. They well, they've nerfed Intimidate kind of. barely. Yeah, <laughs> barely. Let's remove Fake Out from its move pool. That'll that'll that go could happen. That could happen. I'm not against that. That would be a fine change. I would be welcoming yeah. it. Uh, Speaking of Fake Out, yeah. um, some new moves were shown off in the present, and they are. Psychic Noise, which is a sound-based psychic-type move, and it prevents the opponent from healing, like Heal Block does. And then, uh, on the topic of Fake Out, it's Upper, ha- upper Hand, which is, if I'm not wrong, a fighting-type move, which essentially... I assume it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think, so, I don't think they They showed Hariyama it, using it. Exactly, they showed that, and they showed that in, like, the effectiveness on the Pokemon, you know, 
Uh, I assumed it was a fighting type move. I assumed it was fighting, but I wasn't going to put it. I wasn't it, sure. it looked like it was a fighting type move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it fake out way. for fake outs. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it essentially uh, hits opponents that are going for a priority move and flinches them so that they can't go for that priority move. Now, uh, it's going to be interesting what priority bracket this one has. Yes. I think it's plus three, right? It's, pl- it's, it's going to be at least plus three. To be. It's going to be at I least plus imagine- three. Did you I mean, imagine? Plus, uh, where I think everything else is you, above everything else that does damage. Could you imagine if they put it above protect? I don't think that would uh, work, but I'm wondering about Comfy. Comfy's uh, ability puts uh, them at plus three. So you'd want plus four. Okay. You, yeah, you would yeah. want plus four to block that kind of thing. I don't so think Comfy so, is Comfy we'll in the game. Nope. Not yet. I don't know if it's coming. But I didn't think it was coming I, either. I, no, I don't think it's coming. But uh, I haven't paid attention to the ladder. So you know, know. Pl- plus three damaging moves do exist. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to find. Anyway, um, Raging Bolt's signature move is Thunderclap, which is like an electric type sucker punch. And Iron Crown gets Tachyon Cutter, which seems to be a steel type move. It hits twice and cannot miss. I saw the dumbest thing about uh, about thunderclap under the other day because they're just like oh this mm-hmm. is ko's rapid um against, mm. but they're uh, just they they know it's coming well they like it, well so i'm just like yeah it's an well it's an effective threat right there people are just like well it could just it could just aqua jet instead and it wouldn't work and i'm just like into a dragon into yeah, a sure. dragon type what are you talking yeah. what are you talking then then you just click thunderbolt at some point like what what are you doing like it's like oh look um, it's a head it's mind games do we, yeah. do we have the speed stat for raging bolt because no i expect it to be slower but I we don't can know. make educated guess- guesses based on uh, what's it called uh based off of walking wake actually mm. uh because it looks like for these kinds of pokemon they're just like moving the stats around right they keep the same numbers yeah. but they um because walking wake i believe is 125 special attack right mm-hmm uh, and mm-hmm. if you look at the HP value, this is this is like getting in the nitty gritty. This is the kind of stuff I used to do when these videos came out, <laughs> uh, but I have since stopped. But they, uh, if you look at the HP stat of the Raging Bolt, they showed at level fifty. Uh, at two, it's at two hundred HP, which is the value you'd get with an uninvested thirty-one IV with a base one twenty-five. Uh, oh, mm. which Raikou definitely does not have. Yes, so it's yeah, probably very. It's probably the same stats as uh, as Walking mixed. Wake, just shuffled. And the lowest mm-hmm. stat there, I think, is an eighty-three. So, so that's probably it's. So that's stat. probably its speed stat is eighty-three. Probably like speed and attack, or one of the does. Yeah, but. if I if I were to guess right now what its speed stat is, it's 83. that that would be where I would guess maybe ninety-one, but maybe. I don't expect yeah. it to be the ninety-nine or the one hundred nine. No, I expect well, it, it to be eighty-three. Certainly. It is certainly you, not as aerodynamic as Raikou is. No, no, no. Yeah, he, he is not a speedy boy. No, <laughs> no, no. no, no. Oh, right. well. Um, they also announced a new Terra type that has the uh, same symbols as Terrapagos's shell. Um, mm-hmm. it's also a crown thing. It's probably like a hold item that gives you that ability because it looks like every Pokemon can use it based on the website. Mm-hmm. They um, showed Baxcalibur being able to use yeah, it. So, so every Pokemon can probably use it. Uh, it's uh, probably a hold item to give it to you though offensively it doesn't seem to be anything special it hits neutral yeah. on a dragonite from we can tell so yeah i don't know what it is I'd like i maybe it's just like it, it kind of feels like to me a weakened form of uh xd gala darkness shadow pokemon 
moves. I was going to say like a null type where you're not taking super yeah. effective from anything. You're not taking weakness from anything. It's but just you're just hitting neutral everyone. on everything. Yeah, it's just but neutral that's all around. that's kind of bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. If that's bad. the case, it's bad. It's not nearly as exciting. So I don't know. Unless, unless, um, so it removes all of your weaknesses is what it does. And maybe it is it, like if it's based on every type, mm-hmm. it would mean that no matter which type you're starting from, you get the double step bonus. Uh, maybe I don't know. It's still that's not that exciting. No, it's it's, it's cool looking for sure. Yeah, I just uh, it doesn't feel exciting. I want to feel excited. Like mm. usually you're tearing for like defensive options and not having resistances isn't good, right? Yeah, I I also still assume this is going to be some sort of hold. They're just going to, like, if, if it's too powerful, they're just going to hold item. But to be fair, But they, if it's not, like we were saying... Yeah, I don't know. It might be okay. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll I, see. I'm curious to see if there's more. T- yeah, we'll see. I assume that Terrapagos is just... that That's its type when yeah. it goes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, when, it, when it becomes its terraform, yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they announced the terraforms, so it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, take us take us with the next thing. Uh, sure. We we have more teases coming for the announcement tomorrow as of this airing, so Tuesday. Uh, the Pokemon social media profiles are starting to be stained green with the matcha. Because we'll get matcha Sinister Steel be a completely different po- Because that's yeah. how we do it. And it's going to be grass type or something, but it's okay. Uh. I mean, I like Sinistee, so maybe I'll I think like Sinistee's cool. Too. I'm curious on what the types are. That's what I want to see. Hmm. Uh, I'm expecting like yeah, grass. Grass, but I don't know. grass. Please don't be grass ghost. That doesn't sound exciting. No. Oh, grass ghost is like the least exciting. Like I think isn't that like the number one type we we've have paired like with ghosts at this at point? Like we have like three of those at least. I like dual ghost. More dual ghost typing has to be like ghost grass type have to be like the types because uh, you have gen 6 gave us two of them and then we got bramble yeah. gas this gen so yeah it's just not exciting it's just not exciting yeah, yeah. i'm gonna, fi- I'm gonna it, find this i don't gonna- know oh and delmize don't forget delmize i i did forget delmize or decidui forget or decidui yeah there is oh, a yeah. ton of them there, there wow, are a lot you're right yeah um, it's fire ghost is catching up though Fire Ghost, we got, uh, I mean, Lampant, Chandelure Line, right? We got uh, like three in the past couple years. You do have Alolan Marowak, Hisuian Typhlosion. Skeledurge. Uh, that is, uh, and Skeledurge. And, and uh, Blacephalon. Blacephalon and, and Swordsman, um, yeah. Yep, Serilage. Yep. Yeah, oh, and Serilage. Uh, there, there are a lot of both of those types. Yeah. But, we need more uh, water ghosts. You know, Fire yeah. Ghost is cooler than Ghost Grass. And I'm oh, a water grass gra- fan. Water so Grass would be a cool Pokemon. Water Grass would be super cool. We only yeah. have Ludicolo so far, right? Yeah, so. I'd be down for that. That would be cool. To be fair, original fakes like haven't shared any types though. On this that is they, true. Uh, yeah, that they the convergent mm. evolution haven't shared. Yeah, so any water. Types. I mean, we have two options to compare to. So yeah, take that with a grain yeah, of salt. Small sample but, size, but you know, uh, but we'll both know of them, soon enough. We'll know very soon. Uh, Wooper is, is still ground. No, that's a regional. That's a regional form, not a convergent evolution. Oh. Those are two different oh, things. Oh, I mean convergent evolutions. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. We, we don't think we're getting a regional synesty. We think we're getting a we're getting a convergent type. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense then. Synesty. That way, it's just a completely different Pokemon. I I really honestly believe that Pokemon really doesn't want to keep doing regionals, and they'd rather do these convergent evolutions instead. Um, that way, they fun. don't have to guarantee more Pokemon game. Yeah. That like, way, that way, you don't have to be like, oh, yes, Toad Scroll is in the game. That means that Tentacool also has to be there, and Tentacruel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they, just don't is, they haven't done that already. Uh, yeah, they, they, yeah, that was, I mean, it's probably because they're related to it, but yeah, like its name was like Magikarp referenced yeah. in the code. Yeah, so, in yeah. the code. Yeah. 
It was. It sounds like it was a late change. It was definitely a late change. Oh, let's see. Uh Oh, quick news. We have fire. some Unite news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're zooming through this next couple. Zoom it. Yeah. So uh. for Unite, Mewtwo Y has been released and Blaziken hits mid-September, followed by Mimikyu and Meowth Yay. Uh, Go Fest is this weekend. Yay. Yay. Deontay time. And Mega Ray. And Mega Ray. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Uh, in the TCG, uh, we got an announcement for a new set, uh, Paradox Rift, with a few cards already. Um, there are ancient Pokemon that seem to have the theme of self-damage, while future Pokemon appear to activate all activate abilities when entering the active Pokemon. Uh, Ace Specs were also teased to read, uh, which could be good or bad. I don't know. I it think de- it's generally good. I'm it depends on the. Bringing it-, it depends on the Ace Specs they bring back, right? I mean, we don't want Life Do, right? Life Do bad. I, I also don't. I don't really want computer search. I'm gonna be honest with you. I really just don't I want think computer search. Master Ball is like the perfect one for me. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like, waste one, waste a limited resource on a Master. Sure, that is absolutely fine. Yeah. Um the legendary based ones were always cool. It's like the legendary mm-hmm. tool. Yeah, they were relatively fair to play. Yeah, I just hope we don't get like like that's really. I. I'm okay with computer search if it comes with the last set that has a specs in it. I don't want another Radiant Greninja situation where you get yeah. the, we get the best one first and no one experiments with the other ones. I, I agree. Like that that's where I'm at. It's that's like, gonna that's gonna be the uh we're in G block now. This is gonna be Yeah, I don't expect I the I don't know if we're getting them in Paradox Rift, because Paradox Rift is still no, no, the no, same no, block no. right now, right? Oh uh, yeah. Paradox Rift is gonna be G block, but so we'll it's probably get it's probably gonna be the set after starting this. next set. Yeah, yeah, it's probably gonna be the next. All right, though. Uh, oh, this is gonna be it for the news guy. Well, we do have Puckles Poke opinion. We'll do this real quick. No, we don't. No, we I, well, don't. no. I guess we already okay. covered it. Uh, yeah, pretty uh, much. I yeah. changed it. We talked about the Terra type. We're good. Yep, we pre- we're good. We got predictions in. All right. Well, never mind then. We are gonna go ahead then, guys, and kick it on over to Puckles Poke Quiz, where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to Pokel's Pokey Quiz. Our first question this week is going to come to you from Umbreon1080. What Pokemon has the most double resistances? Double hmm. resistances. Okay. Yeah, quarter quarter resistance. Interesting. Uh, so it's not something that's electric. Good to know. Uh, yeah. Probably something steel, right? Steel type. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking steel dragon, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Okay, so steel... Like, that just has a lot of resistances in general. Yeah. Like... But... Mm. Okay, you, you count those off, and I'm going to... Uh, the main one I think of is grass with that. Uh, is, are there more? There have to be um, more, right? They have a million. A little, um, mm. Actually. Actually, is steel rock. And, yeah. No. Steel no. rock better? It, Steel rock it hits, or resists? No, um, it only resists normal. Or um, it's mostly normal, right? Yeah. On that one. 
Hmm. So, um, hmm, hmm. What what types have a lot of resistances? Because, um, like I said, dragon and steel are up at the top for resistance wise. Yeah, but they don't share. But they don't overlap a, a lot. Yeah. So, for example, um, would it be a dragon something then? Hmm. Like steel fairy gets the quad resist on bug, um, but yeah. What other type has like a million resistances? Oh man, uh, kind of drawing a blank here because um, so like steel? electric because electric actually has a few that would be shared with steel because it resists steel, it resists flying. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but that's just two. Yeah, I was gonna say steel water's not. Steel water is well, no, really... it's not great. Never mind. It's only. Yeah. It's mostly just. Uh, yeah, no, that doesn't work. Yeah, um, steel rock is bug and normal, I mm, guess. Mm, mm. But. Um. Huh. Grass, get, I guess, has a lot of resistances too. I'm gonna know yeah, answer but, you guys. Oh gosh. Um. So I. I like. Um. Can, can we at least? Try to find one that has three of them because right. Uh. So um, because then immunities also come into play and it's complicated. Uh, and yeah, immunities are what makes it a pain because that's usually what I go for so, defensively. So um, yeah, yeah. Mm, I want. I need an answer. Yeah, I no, I, I the one that I like the most is 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 still um still electric but i don't think that's right sigma like, what do you think i got nothing like electric steel fine i guess yeah why it's not probably not that but it's got two <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh electric it's steel right. uh which would be togedamaru or magnazone yeah um, is unfortunately incorrect uh the answer is just heatran um oh. heatran yeah, has sure. five oh. uh heatran gets double Whoa. resistance to steel double resistance to bug double resistance to grass double resistance to ice and double resistance to fairy yeah that's that would work. right yeah. Yeah. yeah uh being fire steel type yeah that that uh, overlaps a equation. lot yes <laughs> yeah you got half the equation so <laughs> it resists everything that fire does oh right sense. well you guys are oh for one our next question is going to come to you uh, oh, I can actually ask this question to you. You're still playing Pokemon Masters EX, right, Sigma? Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, this is going to be from Cinnamon Toast. The question is, we all know the amazing masterpiece of a game known as Pokemon Masters EX. Do we? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, what is the name <laughs> of the evil team, or team leader of the region, Pasio? Oh, what's his name? Lear. I, I imagine it's the Lear character. Prince Lear, I believe. Prince Lear. But, uh, that's not what I have written down. So I'm gonna say you're wrong. But okay. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up real quick. Um, print. Wait. What? How do you spell Lear? Is it L E A R? L E A R. I thought Lear. I'm gonna look this. I up I mean, I think he became a good guy. He's not really a villain. So yeah. never mind. Yeah. Um. It's. T- I think they're called Team Break, but I don't. Know. Yeah, <laughs> it is called Team Break. You are correct. Um, I do not see anything about him being the leader of Team Break. I know he was kind of like uh, evil-ish, and then he turned good. So yeah, uh, yeah I don't think he was like, the leader. 
the answer, I don't know who the leader was. The answer is, obviously, is Apollo. We all oh, know. oh, that was Paulo. probably in the new content that was released this week. That makes sense. Yeah, Paulo. Is He's apparently... the rival character. Um, if you do all the villain arc stuff, you can unlock the Paulo inter- interlude. Okay. And that's his side story. Yeah, yeah, okay. we got this. <laughs> and that's probably where that's revealed. Makes sense. Okay, interesting and unnecessary. He has a like he has a, he has a rock rough. It's cool. <laughs> cool. Well, I tried to knock that question out. Unfortunately, you guys are oh for two. Your next question that's is fine. your Pokedex entry question as always. Um this one is going to come to you from Pokemon Ultra Sun. Um this is from Fiamon. Although they enjoy comparing their strength, they're also kind. They value etiquette, praising opponents they battle. Who's that Pokemon? Hmm. So an honorable fighting-ish Pokemon? Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Mark would get this. <laughs> I'm I'm going to I'm going to ignore that comment and say it's not Gogoat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's not Gogoat. So uh, it's um, some of his so other I'm, interests. I'm thinking that other comment may that comment makes me think it's throw. <laughs> well, the sumo it, it, Pokemon, right? Like they, they, I, I think they're judoka. So etiquette and and honor and that that's a lot. Yeah. Could I mean, be. I guess Hariyama is also a sumo Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I like all of those options. I so the first thing that I thought of for so here's a question: actually, Is throw in Pokemon Ultra Sun? Yes. I think okay. it is. I'm not not don't don't. I don't know for sure. I know it's in Sword and Shield. I don't know if it's an Ultra Sun. Oh, it might not be. Hariyama, I feel like is an Ultra Sun. Yes, it's it definitely is. Um, I so okay. I'm, I'm just gonna tell you this, but just ignore it. The first thing that came to my mind, but I'm pretty sure it's wrong, is the combo line because I think more. Like more, I feel like they're more sound based, right? About their scales, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm totally fine answering any of the options you put forth. All right, we, I, I'm, I'm feeling better about Hariyama first, I guess. Though throw Mm -hmm. makes sense for like, like throw is like a fighting student, which makes more sense to be honorable. So maybe Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. yeah. So maybe it is throw. Maybe it's throw. You're gonna go with throw. Yeah, I think so. Uh, throw is correct or incorrect. My bad. I I almost led you <laughs> down the wrong path. Um, well, dang. <laughs> well, this next entry is going to come to you from Pokemon Sapphire. Oh, cool! So it's Ariana. Uh, the entry <laughs> reads: This Pokemon's thick body may appear fat, but it's actually a hunk of solid muscle. If this Pokemon bears down and tightens all of its muscles, its body becomes as hard as a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's Hariyama, cool. That is, in fact, Hariyama, so you guys got yourself a point. Uh, you guys are one for three. Your next question is your multiple answer question, so there are multiple answers here. Uh, this next one is going to come from G. McP, and uh, there are nine answers here. I will give you up to uh, three points here. Uh, I need you to, for every two of the answers you give me, you'll get a point. I don't need all nine. I only need six and the nine for full score. Um, Of the 171 possible type combinations, only nine of them have not been assigned to any Pokemon. What are they? Okay. Oh, no. Uh, So Ground (laughs) Fairy is one still, right? That didn't happen. You do have to lock it in, but yeah. Uh, 
fairy ground is correct. I also think we we don't have a fire fairy yet, do we? I don't think so. Um, can't think of one. I don't think one. so. Um, because, yeah, I don't think we I have I believe that's one. correct, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fire fairy is also correct, yes. That is two of them, fairy ground and fairy fire. That is one point you guys have. There are seven more left for you to try to figure okay. out. All right. Uh, I know you see these lists popping around all the time. Yes. Uh, is there anything that normal has not been paired with? That's what I was thinking of first. Is there a normal steel type? Um, I can't think of one. Neither can I. Uh, like is that's there, a, is, is, is there a normal ground one? I believe not. Mm. I believe not. Should we try locking one of those in? Yeah. Let's Which go one? normal ground. First. Normal ground does exist. It's on Ursaluna. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it so that's your first strike. That is your first strike. Okay. Uh, I still think normal steel doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, now I'm I'm going through Hisui real fast, but I still, yeah, I agree with you still. <laughs> uh, normal steel yeah. does not exist. That is correct. Cool. Uh, that okay. is three uh, a- answers you've given me uh, for one point total so far. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think other grass normal? has been paired with everything at this point because fire was the gra- only thing. Water that has to have two at this point, right? Ah, uh, yes. Like because... there are a million and a half water Pokemon. There, I would yes. be shocked if they if there is not a pairing yet. Yeah, I think uh, I think same we with have flying. Everything. That's that's off yeah, the board. Flying is um, is done. I think itself was one of the last pairings yes. I got. Uh, <laughs> and we got, we got we got that in Gen Five, so yeah. And it so, got a fairy already, so it's fine. Uh, uh, uh. Is is anything still missing from fairy? Because we at this point not much. Because no, we got the two already. Uh, yeah, and they've been pretty prolific with fairies. Exactly. Uh, we have fairy dragon, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if if megas count. If Megas count, Megas count. We have Fairy Dragon. Megas count. Okay. Okay. So, uh, has Dragon Are there been electric paired with type? everything? Hmm? Electrics. Okay. Um. Uh. I. Is think... there a dark electric yet? Yeah, more peck. Oh yeah, yeah. I I forget that thing exists. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ghosts is another one. That might be easy to be like. Huh. Ghost has a lot. Um, Ghost has a lot, but they were added so slow at the beginning where they might have yeah. missed one or two types. Um, I'm sure there is one, but I'm forgetting it at the moment. So remind me right. what the ghost rock. So is. I guess the question is, do we want to use like a hint? Oh, we should. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. If you want to use the hint. Uh, I will try my best. Uh, some of these hints may overlap with the remaining uh, six that you're missing, mm-hmm. um, but you are missing like at least three normal type combinations. Okay. Um, okay. You are missing at least two ice type combinations. Yeah, figure uh, out. At least two rock type uh, combinations. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yep. Okay. And at least two bug type combinations. 
So, so nor- uh, normal rock is a normal thing. Normal rock <laughs> doesn't exist. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. And normal ice, I believe, is one too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you like normal rock and normal ice are not things. Okay. Uh, they, those do not have Pokemon. So you guys are up to yeah. five answers. Okay, we need just another one. Just one more. Does normal bug exist? Uh, no, I don't okay. think so. Like, um, I wouldn't be shocked if I heard there was a normal bug in existence because, but I also don't think it's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't think we have it. Want to lock that in? Yeah, uh, you are correct. Normal bug does not exist. Um, that gives you your six and your full roster of points. Uh, you guys are four for six or four for four now. Um, mm-hmm. we have, uh, the types that you missed here, the type combinations were, uh, Bug Dragon. We still haven't gotten one of those. <laughs> we still uh, don't have Mega Flygon. Mega Flygon still not here. Uh, Ice Poison, <laughs> uh, which is an interesting type combination that probably doesn't mm-hmm. need to exist. Um, and then Rock Ghost. Ah, see? Oh, Rock right. Ghost. <laughs> huh. Rock Ghost okay. doesn't exist. I'm surprised Rock Ghost hasn't existed yet. Yeah, right? right? It yeah. seems like well, such an obvious combination. It, like, yet. Runa Regress happened, and they made it Ground Ghost instead. Yeah. Uh, it should have been Rock yeah, Ghost. Yeah, I, like, I think of Super Mario Galaxy, and they have Boltergeist in there, and that's yeah. like, that's like a Palosan, kind of. That's just rocks, yeah. but that's great. <laughs> All right, but you guys got your points there. Your last question, as always, is your base stat question, and this is going to come to you from Mole Coffee. Which psychic type has the highest base HP stat of all psychic type Pokemon? Mm. So I feel well, like at one point this was Solgaleo. Uh, right? yeah. I can tell you, can tell you it was never Solgaleo. But really? Um, oh, okay. Oh, it's Wobbuffet. Sigma Wobbuffet. <laughs> it's Wobbuffet. It's yeah, just yeah, Wobbuffet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one thousand percent Wobbuffet. Yes, uh, Wobbuffet <laughs> has hundred and ninety base HP. Um, in second place is Lunala tied with Sogaleo at 137. Okay, so they were close. They were close. <laughs> uh, we're not that far. And then after that, it is Cresselian Farigaraf with 120. Okay, so that one's surprising. That gives you guys that- five points for today. Um, we're going to go and total that up on the trivia document sheet. Uh, we're going to... I got to find everybody's names. And there. Okay, so uh, the way this changed up the standings and your race to 40 is as follows. Uh, in first place, we have Seth Vila with 25. Uh, tied for second is a three-way tie between Mark Linian and Shark, all with 14 points. In fifth, we've got Sigma with 12. In sixth, we've got Whimsicott with 11. And we've got uh, Sublime in seventh with eight, and Shamu and Jushiro tied for eighth with six points apiece. Uh, if you want more Puckles Poke Quiz, tune in next week for another exciting episode of that. Are you addicted to cardboard like myself and Seth? Maybe you want to pick up a booster box of Obsidian Flames next week. Well, the best way to do it is to support the show by going to trollandtone.com and using code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout. Whenever you do so, we get a small kickback, and we really appreciate the support. So make sure if you're buying anything, whether it's Pokemon, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh!, you can head on over to trollandtoad.com and use code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout. Get a 5% kickback for using the code and supporting the show. We appreciate everything you guys do, and we will catch you on the flip-flop. Welcome to our topic today. Our topic today is, does Pokemon need to chill out? This comes upon an article that came out earlier this week where they they had a memo or something from internally in Game Freak where they were discussing whether or not 
what they needed to do to improve the games. Well, they know that they're producing them very quickly and it's reducing the quality, but they want to be able to keep producing at this rate, but also keep the quality up. Yeah, I don't see how that works. Yeah, it's a very, uh, it's a, like, I feel like they thought they found the problem, which is at least the first step to acceptance. (laughs) They just did not analyze the proper solution, right? (laughs) Even then, like, I feel like there's better ways you can go around with it, but yeah. Does Pokemon need to chill out? That's what we're going to talk about today. I think we all agree that they do, to some extent. To to some extent, yeah. In some ways. Several ways. Yeah, well, I mean, they've been on, like, this three-year cycle for the longest time. Uh, for, like, the- for, like, a decade now, right? Yeah, at least a decade. More, actually, because I- I think since the Gen 5. Yeah, because Black and- Black and White was on that three-year cycle. It was just before they synced us up with release dates. I was gonna say- Pre-Gen 6, I'm not completely sure because release dates are weird. Gen 5 was for sure. Gen 5 was for sure because Gen 5 technically came out in 2010. (laughs) And then Gen 6 was 2013. For us in the US, it came out in 2011, so we didn't really notice. We said, oh, Gen 5 was really short. And that's only because we got put on the same timescale as the Japanese players. With Gen 6. That's why I wasn't sure about it for certain because I know release dates are weird pre-Gen 6. But yeah. Because Pokemon's a machine, it's just not the games, right? It's also the TCG and all the other products, right? Oh, it's the entire franchise, uh, yeah. And honestly, based on the DLC that we've seen thus far, I I have opinions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at the TCG though. You can look at the you can look at the TCG sets and be like, oh, these are all of the Pokemon Black and White. And if there's like 15 of them, it's just like, oh, yep, that's been going on. Mm-hmm. It's just a crazy machine. There's a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 sets in Generation 5, which might be before they started doing random special sets. I think that might have been before they started combining them, too. Like, those were smaller sets, too. Yeah. And there was, like, there were things like Dragon's Exalted, where it's, like, a 20-pack or 20-card set or something like that. Well, that was a, that was a special set, I think. I think that was a special yeah. set. Uh, much like our uh, some of the sets that we've seen. Like Ground Zenith, which is larger than most sets, but you know. 114 cards? How nice does that sound? Oh my gosh. Man, I want a 114 card set. Yeah, Obsidian Flames is also one card set. Yeah, but with like a bunch of starter decks. Yeah, that aren't good. It's pretty bad, actually, but yeah. (laughs) It's pretty bad. Yeah, Pokemon's a machine. I think they need to slow down to some extent, and I think... So my personal opinion on how they do this, because obviously they're going too fast based on what we saw in Sword and Shield, and then... I'm going to Scarlet and Violet's a better game. Like, I'm going to say that straight up. Mm-hmm. It was hit by COVID, right? Like, COVID hurt that game a lot. I think the biggest thing, though, is that they were willing to release it with the frame rates that we see now. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. It's just really, I don't know. It's just like, it feels insulting as a fan of the franchise, like a loyal fan of the franchise, right? That they would go, yeah, this is acceptable. It's not like they had to worry about the anime or the cards either, because those were both coming out in march february for japan so like they could have done a january release right well the tcg set actually came out in like december for japan no that was crown zenith in japan uh the tcg set came out in it didn't come out in february in japan in february yeah no no yeah we got it like a month after them (laughs) i'm looking i'm looking at this now i don't believe you tcg was late you're probably right but i'm not gonna believe you the japanese release was january 20th okay so it was pretty quick it was still pretty quick so it could have still been like january but they also had to delay a set in like may and they didn't have a set that month so they could have pushed it back and been fine 
Yeah, but it's a machine. I understand with like all the things they were trying to change, right? Because they tried to sync up. They try to sync up the U.S. TCG to some extent, or the not the U.S. but the international TCG with the Japanese TCG, kind of, and they've already messed this up. But and then we they also tried to go ahead and they rebooted the anime. So I, I understand a lot of the pressure there, but I don't know. It just seems like a lot. I, I still think like one of the main problems they had is they couldn't afford to miss Christmas. Yes, that is for sure. And that might have been Nintendo breathing down their necks, too, because they really wanted that as their Christmas game or holiday game. Like, people will say that Game Freak sets their own schedule, and that's probably true to some extent. But there's a point where it's like, no, that was set in, and they can't do anything about it at that point. I don't think Game Freak sets the schedule. I think TPCI, or the Pokemon company in general, sets the schedule. That might be true. A lot of people can go on and be like, well, they have a shared ownership with Nintendo and the Pokemon company. But I don't know, like, you can be like there's a shared ownership in terms of percentage owned. There's a few things that I don't think people know. One, uh, Nintendo actually owns, like, a stake in Creatures, which also owns a stake in the Pokemon company. <laughs> also, in terms of the way that the rights are laid out, uh, Nintendo grabbed the rights to... Well, I think they own all the trademarks to the Pokemon, actually, is Nintendo. That might be true. I thought Creatures was the one that did that, but yeah. Creatures is a lot of design. I don't think they actually own the rights to the Pokemon. Okay. I think the trademarks, like the Pikachu trademark, is with Nintendo. I, I don't know exactly where that is, but yeah. And also, also they have like an exclusive publishing, right, with Nintendo mm-hmm. in that format as well. So it's there's a lot of things going on here that make it very complicated that don't make it just like Game Freak's just as powerful as Nintendo with a table. It's like, no, they, they aren't, but I'm sure they have, they, they do have some power in the relationship, right? Like they... But the issue is they probably set themselves up way ahead of time. And then it's like, oh, okay. When, when time got close. I am still very, very shocked that we got that we got Scarlet and Violet in the way in like the form it's in. Yeah. Like gameplay wise, it's amazing. It's just there's a lot of things like it was it was okay in PLA where like sometimes things would be like four frames per second occasionally off in the distance. But it was like off in the distance. And it also like ran okay when you were in close. It wasn't like every single NPC you were like five feet from. Mm-hmm. It like that's the problem. I think it was more playable. Yeah, it was a better experience for sure, for sure. And also, I think uh, I think it being a new kind of game, I think you might be inclined to be more forgiving about it looking like a more experimental game. So. I don't know what happened there. I do I do think they need to slow down, though. And I think, honestly, the best way to do it... I, I mean, this is, like, also part of me just being, like, I really want this to happen because, for me as a Pokemon fan, I would really appreciate this. Think that, like, after this DLC pack that we get with uh, the Teal Mask and the Indigo Disc, we should just get another DLC pack. I mean, that wouldn't mm. be the worst. Uh, because it's, it's a much smaller project, in general, than a full Pokemon game. You can go ahead and you could add in new Pokemon additionally you can go uh, not new pokemon but returning pokemon you can almost add in everybody that you missed with dexit if you just make that the norm and you can stretch this out now if you keep doing things the way you've been doing them you can at least give yourself an extra year Mm -hmm. for development for the next game i definitely agree that like a four-year cycle would probably be healthier oh for sure what i would probably like to see though would be year one you get the game right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you get the dlc for year two Year three, you have like an outsourced remake, and then year four, you have another new experimental game like Legends Arceus, right? But you also 
go back to the game from year one and patch in the Pokemon from that new game. So I wish you were correct. I don't think that Ilka handled BDSP that well. I'm going to be honest with you. And, and this is actually backed up by, again, there's this guy on, uh, there's this guy out there. His name's, uh, Lutube. He has, uh, or Lutu. Uh, he has a YouTube channel where he actually goes into a lot of the game, uh, design and like the process behind a lot of these games. And it turns out that, uh, BDSP only got a year and a half of development. That is, yeah, incredibly short. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it turns out it only got a year and a half of development, especially. A year and a half of COVID development, so... Yeah. Like, that's awful. <laughs> Japanese COVID development. <laughs> like, it gets worse. I don't I don't blame Ilka. I don't blame Ilka, per se, but I do blame Pokemon for making that call. I, I don't know. I'm just very worried. Uh, I think the idea behind BDSP was very good, right? Just here's the game again, but updated. I'm okay with that. I wish it had more time to breathe. Like, mm-hmm. Legends Arceus coming immediately following it was weird, but it worked out because of all the flaws it had, I guess. But Well, honestly, BDSP was just not a great game because... Diamond and Pearl weren't great games? It's not that Diamond and Pearl weren't great games. It's that they took Diamond and Pearl and... Instead of Platinum. Well, they seem to be ignoring the things that they did in Platinum. They did the same thing in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire as well, right? Where they kind of just ignored a lot of the Emerald improvements. I mean, it kind of worked out for that just because they were vastly different games compared to Diamond and Pearl, where it's literally Mm -hmm. the same story and same game with a very small difference. Yeah, I I agree with you. I Because my worry with uh, Black and White getting remakes is that I I think what saved Gen 5 is Black and White 2, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you integrate that into like a single game. Yeah. The novelty of having only Unova Pokemon kind of is diminished in a second release, too, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. What's the game? Especially after Sword and Shield, where uh, there was a lot of Unova love in Sword and Shield, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I just feel very awkward getting it. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of over remakes anyway at this point, especially after Legends Arceus. I'm not against remakes for games on the DS, right? Because porting DS games is hard. I I give them that, and so you probably just need to remake them. DS and 3DS. I don't think you need to remake Game Boy games at this point. You can put those on NSO. But DS games are hard to port. I just I just don't think a remake has enough oomph to like really carry the hype. If that makes sense at this point, they should be reduced price. Like, well, I think I think part of it's also Dexit too, right? Like, mm-hmm. Dexit I think made BDSP way less exciting. Uh, especially since they tried to be make a true remake, like the, my biggest, like the biggest thing that really, I mean, and this is just like a very nerd thing, like a deep Pokemon fan thing. My biggest issue with BDSP is that in BDSP, Eevee can't evolve into like Sylveon, right? We just ignore that these things are happening. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Part of me would like to see, say, if they had more time than like a year and a half, I feel like regional forms and alternate evolutions would be allowed like i would think that if you had more dev time that would be something you could sneak in right i would be okay with that yeah you don't need dex numbers on them the regular games say like yeah you don't need dex numbers all the time right yeah i well the part of the part of the joy of playing a remake like this is including omega ruby alpha sapphire and playing heart gold soul silver which is a masterpiece but uh that doesn't need to be said it had some of the most loved has that has ever been put in the games that and black two white two are some of the most packed and loved games 
that you can tell from the developer standpoint, but yeah. If Pokemon's remakes peaked with Heart Gold Soul Silver, and they've been arguably steadily getting worse ever since, of course a remake is not going to be exciting anymore. Yeah, I just it's just not exciting. And honestly, I think if they would have only had BDSP that year and they wouldn't have had PLA the year and they waited the whole year for PLA instead of two months, I think honestly a lot of hype would have died. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I think what would have been better maybe would be like a six month gap, but BDSP happens in the summer. Uh, mm. Like I think that would have been better for B- BDSP, but I don't know. I think part of BDSP success, or not BDSP, but I think part of the success for PLA also came out because of PL or BDSP. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like Legends Arceus was enhanced because Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl existed. And so you went through Sinnoh, you, you could go through Sinnoh, and then you go through old Sinnoh, and you can make all those connections. Yeah. It's like when uh, Netflix releases like season two of the show, and they give you that five minute recap at the beginning. Mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what bdsp was it was my five minute recap <laughs> before we went through the uh through the show i mean bdsp does have like some things going for it like it like beautiful backgrounds mm-hmm. i think it's the definitive way to play pokemon diamond and pearl which is really odd to say mm-hmm. right yeah i mean and the gym leaders were actually really fun to play against actually uh it is it's probably one of the hardest pokemon games the Gym Leader rematches is what tells me that if they had a little more time, that game could have been great. Yeah. If they weren't on the time crunch, they they probably would have had a very good remake. Oh, they obviously were, too. I mean, that's the problem is the time crunch, right? And they're trying to figure out how to do this. Like, if they were given two, two and a half years to develop something like that, right? Where it's like, we have the base, now we can do modifications to it to make it better. I think time is definitely the big issue. I think there, I think there's also something to be said about about like the staff numbers too. I know Joe Merrick will go on uh, Twitter and he'll say like it was actually like a thousand people that worked on Scarlet and Violet, not the, just the 180 that work at Game Freak, mm-hmm. which is technically true. But I feel like to some extent you could increase some of the numbers uh, at Game Freak and still lighten the load for some of those developers to help them make a better game. Yeah, but. Only up to a certain point. I don't know. The older I get, right, and the more, like, my responsibilities at at my actual job change, I I come more and more to respect, like, management and how that itself is an art. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. And while Junichi Masuda, I think we should give a lot of credit to for helping make a lot of Pokemon games the way they were. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of music, if it was early on, or even, like, Ruby and Sapphire, because he was the director there, I think that uh, he might just not have been able to handle... The, I mean, I think the biggest problem was they couldn't handle the shift to to the Switch. Mm. They they just weren't prepared for that. They couldn't cleanly do it, right? Like They just weren't prepared for it, and I think even Omori just wasn't the man for the job in that sense. Like, I, I mean, I will say it time and time again, like, Sword and Shield was a 3DS game. Like Exactly. I mean, yeah, we watched, even if you watched Nintendo go from like Wii to Wii U, you could tell HD game development is hard for people who aren't used to it, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like that is, that is a story you can watch. It was even harder though than going from like Wii to Wii U. We're going from 3DS to Switch, I think. Or what? Quadrupling the resolution or something? Like, yeah, it's not even just resolute. And Pokemon games have always been known for pushing everything to the limit too, right? Mm hmm. 
I think it's the basic philosophy of how you design a game. Yes. Games on a handheld console and on a home console just feel very different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think if you've only ever worked on, you know, mainly on handheld console games, there's a certain flavor that you're going to find yourself striving for that might not match the expectations of, oh, you know, a Pokemon game on a home console. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I don't know that it was that I had high expectations, right? But it certainly wasn't what we got. But you're very reasonable and a lot of people are not. Oh, no, I, I do agree with that. <laughs> we got a high-res DS game, but that's okay. Yeah. Like, Dynamax was clearly a mechanic developed beauty. Like, yeah, this looks cool on a big screen. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I mean, I do agree that Sword and Shield is just a high-res 3DS game, which is all I honestly really expected. That, that would be what you'd expect for the first one. I mean, Let's Go was even worse in that aspect, but we'll... I'm even more shocked because you learn about overworld Pokemon and Sword and Shield. And they weren't going to do it? <laughs> well, they weren't going to do it until Let's Go happened, Yeah, which was one year before Sword and Shield came out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that... So that means like, okay, let's be generous and say that like they got that idea after people tested it and we're just like, this is a great idea and let's go. So mm -hmm. like, that's just like a year and a half of, Hey, let's put Pokemon in the overworld. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't know how, like they, that's probably when they decided to make the wild area. Yeah. And then how much development time that was supposed to go somewhere else. Exactly. Didn't go anywhere except into putting Pokemon in the overworld. Like, exactly. what could the games have been without the Pokemon in the overworld? Well, that's also something that I bring, I like, uh, that I can kind of counterpoint to, like, this is where extra staff might help, right? Yeah. You could just have people who are putting Pokemon in the overworld while you have work going into the other places. I guess, yes. I mean, a lot of the Pokemon in the overworld thing comes from creatures, though, right? Because they're the one who do... They're the ones who do the modeling for the Pokemon. So that's not even Game Freak as much. Mm. You know what? That's probably, that's fair. Like Game Freak more than, more or less just handles like spawn zones and whatnot, right? Even then, I still think that, I don't know, like I hear a lot of excuses too about like the Pokemon machine. I kind of want to pivot the conversation to that. So we're not trying to be armchair game developers, but mm -hmm. <laughs> because I feel like that's dangerous territory where people are like, you don't understand how game design works, which I don't entirely. No, I, I don't either. Fair. None of us are in those biz that business. No, I just know what I've read over the years, but the like development time is obviously an issue. <laughs> yes, I don't think anyone will argue that. No. <laughs> Let's look at the franchises. Like we've got the TCG, and you've got like the toys and plushies, right? The TCG. So Pokemon TCG is much different than like Yu-Gi-Oh or Magic in that most of the people that buy Pokemon cards are just collectors, and collectors I believe are in the min are in the yes minority of those other two card games because those are card games that exist to be card games, while I believe that is correct, yeah. The yeah. Pokemon card game, I think it's something like at least 90% of people buying Pokemon cards are just collectors. I believe that number. They just want to open a pack and see their favorites on a card. Yeah, just open a pack. See the pretty art and be happy. Which is why we get like poopy sets like Obsidian Flames. But uh, but like you look at the Pokemon that sell well, and because like they're just like, oh, they got to make new Pokemon so they can sell new Pokemon merch, right? And I don't even know if that's true, in all honesty. Like, I don't know if that's true anymore. That felt true in Gen 7. In Gen 7, Gen 6, maybe, I agree. Like, when we didn't see things like... Del we saw everything in Sun and Moon except, like, Delmize and Araquanid, because those aren't marketable Pokemon, right? Yes. Mm -mm -mm -mm. 
Like everything else in Gen 7 that they showed, it's like, yeah, we're making plushes for these. So here, look at them. They're pretty. Yeah. And now you look at Bramblegast and you go, yeah. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> Who decided a Tumbleweed needed to be a Pokemon, by the way? I think it's fine. I think it's a fine design. To be fair, I'd rather have them do something like that than just be like, here's just animal again. <laughs> it's at least ex- it's at least interesting. I mean, even like a spot or a spine, right? Like, it's fine. I'm okay with another ostrich. It's a very different ostrich. I just don't know how it evolves from Flittle. I just don't know. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I like that's my only issue with this Pothra. I feel like there was a missing stage in there. There has to be, right? Like there had to have been a middle stage. Like something was cut. I feel like something was cut. <laughs> Espothra, Flittle to Espothra makes no sense to me. Like it, it just I don't understand. Yeah, they they cut something in there. I think. I mean, we we. we still have the worst precedent in existence and we've had it since like 1998 so <laughs> you know i think i think like from a merch standpoint though if you're just like all oh, the pokemon company's gonna do it i just gotta i just gotta ask like why some of the big highlights for the new anime are that uh freed's got a pikachu and a charizard yeah um- uh if we're just like we gotta put out new pokemon games so there's new merch no you literally just made you literally just made a thing <laughs> You're you're still going to, you have to draw in the old people along with the new people, right? Well, no, I'm not saying that we can't have new Pokemon. And I honestly think, so my personal, like this goes back to like the beginning where I'm like DLC 2 is like where it's at. Um, Because I think you just have a good Pokemon game and it could just have a bunch of old Pokemon in it. And you just trickle in like PLA, the number of new Pokemon that PLA trickled in, I think is just enough to keep everything going. I think that's healthy for like a side game or a DLC, right? That's a healthy amount of Pokemon. Yeah. Well, I think that's healthy. And I think it's a healthy for the merch line, too. Like, I think it keeps the merch line going. <laughs> Granted, BLA had zero marketable Pokemon, but well, that that's beside the point. Uh, no, I disagree. They had no good plushy Pokemon. No, no. Their good plushy Pokemon was Rowlet. No. They had Rowlet. Zorua. Zorua. Hard stop. Zorua. Oh, Yeah. That doesn't make a good plush, though. It's a good marketing Pokemon. It does, though. They even made a shiny one, and it's, like, sold out all the time. Yeah. The shiny one is... is There weren't really many unevolved new Pokemon in Legends Arceus, though. And Voltorb. And the Voltorb's really cute. I like the Voltorb. I mean, Voltorbs are always cute. I like Hisuian Voltorb. They did plenty, I think, and I thought that... I mean, in terms of the TCG as well, which, honestly, a lot of their money's coming from... Hmm. It, it is printing money. It is a money. It's a money press. Yes. <laughs> Just putting a couple new Pokemon in is enough to like bring people to that. I mean, I do like that there was actually like theming for the first half of the year, unlike at the end of Sun and Moon era, where it was like we went to Let's Go and there was like a little bit of theming spread throughout all the sets, but not really much. Right. But they're doing a good they're doing a good job here, I think. Uh, and I think they could just keep it going. Like, we could just have another year like this, where we're, like, waiting for DLC to come out, and I think they add 10 new Pokemon. That's gonna be good. I mean, we also, you also forgot Kubfu. Like, Kubfu came out, too, uh, and Kubfu and Urshifu. I don't see people like Kubfu, though. Uh, Kubfu doesn't need to exist, because Urshifu exists, right? It's hard, it's hard to remember that Urshifu is an evolved Pokemon, because I was actually... Yeah. It is, yes. I agree with that completely. I forget all the time. It's it's hard to remember that because I was uh <laughs> I was I was talking with Seth, I was deck building. There's a really like Lugia has been playing single strike Pokemon mm-hmm. a lot lately. 
everybody's been playing this Yveltal. And then I found this Urshifu, uh, the single strike Urshifu base or not basic, but like a baby one. Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't understand why. Because like it did the exact same thing as the Yveltal, just like a little bit better and a little bit more HP. <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand why people aren't playing this Urshifu and they're only playing this Yveltal. Because you need the Kapfu. <laughs> He goes, you need the Kung Fu Thatch. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you're right. I forgot that that's a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like the uh, Pokemon distribution a little more this time. Uh, because last time, what? It was literally, the first DLC was literally just Kung Fu and Slowpoke, right? Yeah. It was, yeah, no, they're doing better on the, D- they're doing a lot better this time, actually, where the DLC this time is doing very well. And I think if they, they, they kind of like mixed it together with like how PLA worked. Mm-mm-mm-mm. With evolutions coming back. Yeah, and I kind of hope they, like, it's honestly my opinion that they should just kind of keep doing that, right? I think that is the right energy to be bringing, is is going, hey, here's the next DLC set, and here's just, like, a few more Pokemon. Keep having fun. Yeah, it also looks like it's meant to be a DLC that keeps you occupied for a long time. Yes. With all, like, the mini games and the missions to unlock the starters and all of that. And I think... So I I think I've brought this up before when we were having a similar discussion. Uh, but I think another factor that you have to take into account once you say, oh, should the number of years in a Pokemon generation cycle change is what is coming after the Switch and when? I mean, it's probably next year. It's probably next year, but... Okay, I think we're... But when does Pokemon do the Switch? That's a big question. Exactly. There's difference. Because they they wait, especially if backwards compatibility is a thing, right? Well, so honestly, I think that's going to be backwards compatible the next console, only because of the success of the Switch. They, they do this every time. Mm-hmm. They do this every time there's a successful console. They make it backwards compatible with said set backwards uh, successful console. That's why the 3DS was backwards compatible with the DS. Mm-hmm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the DS was technically, if you got the right one. The original DS was, yeah. The original DS, yeah. Yeah, backwards compatible with the GBA. And then you also had, but I mean, the DS blew the GBA out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> you also have, uh, but that's also why the Wii U, uh, one, used the branding from the Wii, mm-hmm. but also the branding, but also was backwards compatible with the Wii. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was nice that the Wii was backwards compatible, despite the fact that GameCube didn't, like, no numbers. Yeah, well, do you even know what's worse? Is like, the Wii U can play GameCube games. It just, like, turned it off. Oh. I believe it. I mean, they didn't want to put the controllers on, so they were like, well, okay. I think that's exactly why. It's literally because of the controller ports that they just sold you a dongle for anyway. <laughs> the way the Wii U is built, actually. It's just a super Wii, right? <laughs> like, it's a built-on-a-Wii framework? There's a second board inside the Wii U that is just a Wii. Wow. <laughs> there is physically a Wii inside of your Wii U. That's amazing. That's why when you switch between the modes on the Wii U, between the Wii and the... It's like a reboot. It it shuts off and then reboots, yeah. yeah. Wow. It shuts off and then turns... Because it's switching which one it's running on. <laughs> I'm. That's amazing. I may have specifically homebrewed my virtual Wii <laughs> yesterday. There are homebrew there are homebrews available that only hit the Wii that and not the Wii U. There there are homebrews available for the Wii U though where you can unlock the GameCube game functionality on your Wii U. I believe that. And you can just start playing GameCube games on your Wii U. 
Wow. Uh, it can also read DVDs, by the way. It can just read DVDs. They just turn that off too. Oh, I guess the issue is you don't have uh, you don't have memory card slots. Uh, that too, that too. But you can buy a thing and you can make it work. That's a reason to not get rid of my Wii. Uh- <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a bunch of nonsense. It's a bunch of nonsense. But yeah, fun fact. Uh, I think the next console though in is probably going to be more akin to uh, maybe like a Wii U jump. More than likely, probably going to like. It's it's probably functionally going to be like new 3ds. Mm-hmm. So the famous Switch Pro that we never got, just stronger. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially like the next one. The next one's going to be the Switch Pro. It is going to be the Switch Pro. It's going to be stronger than what the Switch Pro was going to be. But yeah, that's what I expect. Is like we're we're just better. We're stronger, faster. Then I know Nintendo really likes its innovation, right? I think right now they understand that they own the handheld market. <laughs> Yeah. It's between them and the Steam. The Steam Deck. Yeah. Nintendo's got good first-party games. They just need to beef up the Switch, which is a seven-year-old piece of hardware, which is hurts my brain to think about. Because that means it's actually more than seven years old Because with how old the hardware in it is. It's Mm-mm-mm-mm. probably closer to nine years, eight years. I, I understand, uh, but it's it's probably just going to be another Switch. Like It's just going to be, here's the Switch, but it can play more game. Some of the leaks that have been proven right have come from a guy who was claiming that he was working for a company that is up-resing Scarlet and Violet to run on the new console, right? Yeah. Oh. So that has me excited to think that we might be able to play Scarlet and Violet <laughs> in a better way. In, a, in an approachable and useful way. <laughs> yeah. Also makes me curious on if like Scarlet and Violet was planned when like Switch Pro was going to happen and didn't. I don't like believing that. Like I don't know if that's true or not. I because Pokemon has been Pokemon has been very conservative in like when they push for new co- hardware. They like to wait on old consoles for a long time, right? Like yeah, Pokemon Pokemon's typically not launch hardware, launch software. Yeah, never. Like I don't ex- I don't expect Gen Ten to happen until like two years into this console's life cycle, right? It's probably not coming to Switch, but it's not coming to the new Switch for a couple years. But that's the thing, like if you have a Gen 10 two years after the, let's call it, new Switch comes out, and the new Switch doesn't come out for another year and a half, you have the longest generation of Pokemon ever. I'm okay with that, actually. Breathing room is good. Like, that's my thought on it. I also don't know what generations mean at this point anymore. I'm going to be honest with you. Fair. They have been, uh, like, uh, smudging the lines a fair bit. They've been smudging the lines, even internally. Like, their internal code for home... Yeah, I think PLA was its own gen, right? Technically, I think Scarlet and Violet's like gen 10 or 11 in their code. Yeah, PLA had its own number system or something like that. Yeah, PLA was its own generation. I think BDSP counted too for some odd reason. Oh gosh, it's like that post I saw about Jodie Whittaker actually being the 15th Doctor or something like that. That's <laughs> it's exactly what it feels like, right? Where it's just like, actually... This is this doctor. Uh, it's, oh. Yeah, it's, it's like that for generations. You know what the best part about that post was? It was like David Tennant part two, the retenanting. Yeah, <laughs> I know. David Tennant. I'm excited to see that actually for Doctor Who, but. No, no, but this one is going to be like part three, actually. The re-retenanting because they were referring to when he regenerated into himself. Yeah, I know. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> anyway, sorry about the tangent. I don't know. I don't want to go on too much longer, but I think it's. I think it's feasible for them to slow down. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of my argument, is that I think it's feasible for them to slow down. I truly do not understand 
why they feel the need that a three-year cycle is appropriate, I guess is my conclusion. I'm kind of amazed they've kept it up for so long, right? Yeah. And, and it looks like they're going to keep it up based on that article that came out, which shocks me. I don't know. Just do DLC 2. It's probably a little bit easier than in terms of workload. And if I'm wrong, somebody Mm-mm. please correct me. But it feels like it's it's completely reasonable just to do like second DLC and take another year and stretch it to four years instead of however many years. Mm-hmm. I, like it just feels right. No, I, I think like they couldn't have done this on Sword and Shield, but Scarlet and Violet in and of itself is enough of a fun game that you like you could do something like that. Yes. Sword and Shield felt very, it felt like, I don't know, it felt like that we need to get something out now. Uh, and it was like what they had ready and they just threw it on the Switch. Garland and Violet, you can tell, were made for the Switch from the ground up. Mm-hmm. I still believe that Sword and Shield were at least designed for the 3DS. Conceptually, at least. Yeah. At least conceptually. I mean, it, that's very obvious to me based on the quote unquote islands, as I've said many times on this show. Yeah. Uh, in Sword and Shield, because they did originally want you just to take the trains everywhere instead of go through the wild area. Instead of going on the trains twice. Yeah. Literal twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are there because those are there because that's what they just like taking the boats between the islands and Alola. And honestly, that just upset me in general, because that just means like Omori just thought about those two games in the exact same way. And it got me very frustrated because <laughs> you even have a quote unquote island where you just fight a water type specialist, a grass type specialist and a fire type specialist. Hmm. And it's the set and it's the second area you go to just like in just like in Sun and Moon. And it made me very ups- it made me very upset. Yeah, I've. It's true. To be fair, I do think having the starter types early on is good, but... Oh, no, it made me very upset. Like, I think having the starter types as gyms early on to teach you type advantage is, like, good, but... Yeah, but it's like... It's like the three firefighting starters in a row. They're not bad, but putting them all in a row makes it feel a bit oof. I mean, yeah. They at least found ways to differentiate, like, what the types are doing in the newest game. Like, fire is a enemy team boss now it's like oh okay cool it feels different at least it it does feel different that that is true like you still learn oh fire weak to water but it's better yeah i also like like my imaginary theme thingy personality test that i built upon this whole thing (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay i think it's a good place to end i think uh my my conclusion is just they can take longer um i think they'll be fine they seem to have laid the groundwork with it, at least for P- with PLA. And please, please just take oh, just like a little bit longer, guys. Just like a, like one year. One year would be fine. Nintendo can find another Christmas game. It's going to be okay. It's fine. They, I'm sure they can find something to rival Super Mario RPG Remake. I, I don't know how that... How did that luck into the holiday game slot that Pokemon gets usually? Wait, did that... Is that when it releases? Is the holiday game slot? It is the November 17th game. I don't know how. Honestly, I think it's just because that's what it needs to be. <laughs> but I, I I imagine that's how they got Square Enix to okay it. It's like, we'll give you the holiday game slot. It's like, okay. Yeah, that's okay. It's all right. All right. Well, we're going to end it here, and we're going to kick it on over to our Pokemon of the episode, guys. So we will catch you on the flip-flop. <laughs> Welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 887, Dragapult, the stealth Pokemon. It's Pokemon Violet Pokedex entry reads, 
the fastest dragapult of the group, is always surrounded by Dreepy that want to fly at sonic speed. Wow. Oh, that's so see, cute. So they're not, they're not getting shot to their death when they're shot. Oh, I didn't even see the darts. picture mm-hmm. for him in the decks. I love the pictures, by the way, in the Paul Day index. That, they're just always really fun and cute. And, yeah, uh, they're really good. Yeah, this one's actually really good. It's got, it's actually being like, it's being followed around by Dreepy, just like the Pokedex entry says. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's very cute. Um, but yeah, Dragapult has, uh, been good forever. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, but since it was released in Gen 8, so not that long ago, but base 142 mm-hmm. speed really, really does it for you, especially with the 120 attack and 100 special attack, which aren't terrible. Um, yeah. HP of 88, not terrible either. Uh, and the defenses are both 75, but it makes it a decent Pokemon and go- dragon ghost typing is pretty good. It gives it some immunities. Yes. Uh, and it's got a ton of resistances. Uh, it does have like five weaknesses, but meh. You're hitting fast. It's fine. You're gonna hit. You're probably hopefully gonna hit the thing before. Hopefully, you you're hit. not getting hit back, right? Like as long as yeah, <laughs> you, our... as long as you hit hard, doesn't matter, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what your defenses are if they don't survive to hit you. Exactly. But Dragapult's pretty cool. Um, and uh, so I was at uh, Fort Wayne Regionals, uh, in the side events because obviously they didn't make day two because I had to be good at the game. And uh, my favorite thing was that uh. Somebody, because it was the last, uh, the last turn official tournament in, uh, before rotation, somebody mm-hmm. brought the Dragapult V and, uh, V Max deck. I liked that events, deck a lot. It was just like running the tables. I liked that deck a lot. I played yeah. that deck. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. They were just running the tables. It was ridiculous. Um, there's also a chance that that person was also cheating, but that's a completely different thing. Um, mm. uh, but, yeah, I just saw that and I'm like, man, I wish I would have played that, but I was just getting back into the game, or I have been just getting back into the game, and so uh, one of my recommendations, at least now, after being back in the game for like a year-ish now, is don't buy uh, something from the oldest block that is in rotation, uh, unless mm-hmm. you absolutely have to. Um, and Dragapult was in D block, and D block was that set for me. Like, I, d- I tried not to buy any D block cards unless I absolutely had to. Like, right now, it's very hard to convince yourself to get Inteleon's it, right? Like, yeah, it's very hard for that me. That entire deck is rotating next yeah. in six months. Like, like I bought I bought it. Mew last <laughs> November, and so I don't feel bad for owning Mew, but, like, I, I was just not going to buy D-block cards mm-hmm. unless I I absolutely needed to. Like, I bought I mean, cards are fine. Decks are the problem, right? Yeah, when you, like, when you buy not- a whole deck, yeah, but you really want a deck that's based in, like, the newest rotation if you can you want a deck based in the two newest years right like if you were to get palkias that's fine yeah like right? palkia would have been fine uh well it's even fine this year i think but i mean if you last year if you were to just buy palkia right out of the gate i wouldn't have blamed you um like that's fine to get into it same with like lost box and everything like that like right now chen power guardable well guardable is yeah, Gardevoir's fine, so Gardevoir's got a year Gardevoir's before fine. the Curlia go away. Once the Curlia go away, do not invest in the Gardevoir. Yeah, Gardevoir won't be good in two years, but it's going to be fine for at least another year. Uh, so just, yeah, I, I also expect our rotation to not be like a full year this year as well. So like E-Block feels like even more of a risky purchase this year. Mm-hmm. Because E-Block is just, I mean, I, I did break my rule and I ended up building, uh, at the time I built uh, the Eternatus this Weezing deck. Ah, uh, which was just I mean, a ton of D block cards. Like that whole deck is like, 
Yeah, that that good. is like the Intellion Urshifu of yeah. yesteryear. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the cards that came back to with a vengeance, then they disappeared. You don't need to play those decks. Just play just play a modern deck. You're fine. Play like uh, play like a Chan Pao. Play yeah. Something. Either way, this is about Dragapult. Uh and I want to talk about some Dragapult. So we do have a VGC team. This team is the runner-up team from Pokemon Worlds, uh, which does include a Dragapult on it. Uh, uh, the Dragapult's holding a Choice Man. It's got Clear Body, uh, one of its many abilities. It also gets Infiltrator, right? Like, yeah. Yes. Dragapult. But, gets, you know, we're physical. It's Intimidate yeah, season. It you gets know. Infiltrator. Clear Body's probably better. It does get Curse Body as a hidden ability, but the other two are better. So don't even worry mm-hmm. about it. And additionally, with that... Um, you you also have uh oh my gosh i lost this pace there it is um you've got <laughs> it's running it's jolly nature it's got the terra type ghost just so you can hit harder but it does have phantom force which actually is not bad in vgc because it gives you mm. like a it's essentially a turn of protect most of the time mm-hmm. um you're vulnerable you're the next turn but yeah. yeah but i believe it also doesn't get redirected by things too I believe that's the case, and also it goes through Protect, so Protect yep. doesn't save yep. you. You have to switch. Yep. Uh, additionally, it also you're running Dragon Darts, which has fun things in doubles, where it hits both opponents at the same time. Uh, Terra Blast. But it's or... smart AI. Hmm? Yep. It's what? It's, it's smart. smart AI. Yeah, it's smart. So if, if one you protect, of the opponents protects, yeah. it, it hits the other one twice. Yep. yep. Or if, the, like, if you have a fairy type, it hits the other one twice. It's, it's a it's very smart. good move. Yes. Uh, and then you've also got Terra Blast with the Terra type Ghost. That's just like a physical shadow ball for you. So that's great. Um, and Sucker Punch. So if you can hit things hard uh, and fast. Um, additionally, there's a Urshifu Rapid Strike on this team as well. Urshifu seeing a lot of play in uh, in Regulation D. Uh, you get to it's holding a Choice Scarf, uh, Unseen Fist, so you can go through Protect all of the time, every time. Um, mm. Out of it, nature is you've got your close combat, you've got surging strikes, U turn, and aqua jet. All of these are very standard moves on a rapid strike Urshifu. Um, there, there's honestly nothing there that's scary, uh, that's that different. It's also running the Terra Water type so that you can hit even harder with that aqua jet and those surging strikes. Mm-mm. Yep. Uh, somebody take two more of these. This team is very basic, but looks very good. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we've got our good friend Treasure of Ruin, Qian Pao, with the mm. Focus Ash, lowering its everyone's defense except its own with Sword of Ruin. We got the Dark Terra type, so our Sucker Punches and Crunches hit harder. Um, Adamant Nature, Icicle Crash, we crunch, we Sucker Punch, we protect. We're very, uh, very streamlined to Qian Pao. <laughs> then we have the most resistive Pokemon of them all, Heatran. Yep, as we have learned today. <laughs> yes. As we recently learned. It's holding an assault vest as the ability flash fire because uh it's the better ability. <laughs> Terra type grass because that's where Heatran want to go. Uh <laughs> resist ground, that's really all you can ask for. Modest nature. Heat wave for that spread damage, flash cannon and earth power, because we want attacks, and terra blast. Because we have an assault vest, and sometimes you just need to destroy the Gastrodon menace. So, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. And speaking of grass types, we have a Rillaboom. It's holding a citrus berry. The ability is obviously Grassy Surge. The terror type is Poison, which is defensive completely in, in this case. It has an Adamant Nature. Fake Out, because this is VGC. Protect, because this is VGC. Woodhammer, because it's a Rillaboom. 
a stomping tantrum because Heatron is a thing. And then the last Pokemon on the team is actually a very interesting option. It's Ferrigiraf. It has the rocky element. It has the ability Armor Tail, which is, is really cool in BGC. The terror type Fairy, still defensive because you're you're gonna be hit by dark type moves, probably. Y- yes. Um <laughs> it has a modest nature and uh okay, so this moveset is also pretty interesting because okay, side. Oh no, it's actually this is actually this is actually like really uh standard for Ferrigraph, actually. But I don't see Ferrigraph all the time. I like uh, how this it is works. It, it's they're been, kind of rare. Uh they've been it around. It was growing though. up. I know it was going up. It was, it's been around to. since Regulation A. It's been around. Like, yeah. I, because very early but, on, I was playing a Furgiraffe team. Uh, yeah, it because was. I was having fun, mostly because he's my giraffe boy. And uh, yeah. So we, we needed it. But I mean, it. it's, not, it's not like an Urshifu, you know? No, yeah, no, no, it's no, not, no, 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 no. It's like a C tier Pokemon. It's a C tier Pokemon. You're, yeah. you're, you know what it does. You know yeah. what it does. And so, anyway, the last two moves are Trick Room. And in prison, because you have that trick room. And I, I, just, I just like that. I like that this Pokemon does a lot of different things just by being there or doing one thing that has like two implications. I like that. I so really Furgaraf like is actually at four and a half percent usage, which actually isn't that low. That's that's not bad. No, actually that's not, not that bad. low. I mean, it did come in second place at Worlds, so it that did. probably Mm-mm. buffed it a little bit. Uh, so, probably yeah. a little bit. But it it is uh it is seeing a lot of use, uh. But yeah, Furigraph is. I mean, I like Furigraph a lot. I think it's I a like lot of fun. it too. So I understand that they didn't want to make Dragon Darts two with its signature move, right? But yeah, could they have at least made it? Beam. Could they at least have made it forty five power so you could have run it over Psychic, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's where I'm at with it. That would have been fine. But yeah, Furigraph. It's a Pokemon. It's a lot of fun. Uh, as well as Dragapult. Um, I believe, well, we'll see. I believe patrons can get this team shinified. Uh, we will see here in the next, uh, next day or two, depending on how many people complain about the other bot, but we will, uh, we will go ahead and, uh, check that out. But yeah, until next time, guys, uh, we are going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. Sending your email. Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is the part of the show where you can send us emails at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, and we might read them on the show. Uh, last week, we asked you guys what you were most excited for from the Pokemon Presents, and a few of you sent us your answers. You can, of course, uh, send those in uh, for any question, including this week's. But, or anything else, if you just have thoughts that you want to yell at me about, you throw it at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. But as always, this segment of the show is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And we'll give out the Green Tauros badge if you inspire some good conversation. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Our first email this week is going to be, I believe, from Mega Kazuki. Yeah! Hello, Puckle Gang. Mega Kazuki here. I've been listening to you guys since Swish, as was announced. And this will be my first time writing in. Wow, that was... Hello, welcome. I feel like I've seen him around the Discord, so That's welcome good. to the mailbag now. Before I share my thoughts on the p- new presents, I thought I would share an interesting fact that should hopefully shed some light on not only one of the newly revealed Pokemon, but also older ones too. 
Many Western fans are probably confused as to why the legendary beast paradoxes and the tyrant line are given the dragon type, despite being dinosaurs. This is because the Japanese word for dinosaur, Kyoru, literally translates to scary dragon. And, as such, dinos have always been associated with dragons. One explanation for this I've seen is that someone long ago stumbled upon dinosaur bones and mistook them for dragon bones. On a side note, Brontosaurus is Thunder Lizard in English. So I hope that makes Raging Bolt's design make sense. That is cool. I love that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. I didn't realize that. That's good. Now on to the presents. The only thing that really caught my attention was the DLC trailer. This one was has definite defiant. I think it was supposed to be definitely. This one has definitely gotten me more excited with all of the new features added, like the Mochi minigame and being able to decorate the club room at Blueberry Academy. The new Pokemon definitely show promise as well. With the right Terra-type, Diplin will be able to provide great support with its signature move, and even if Archaladon isn't very good, Eviolite Duraludon will be a force to reckon with. Side note, this implies Raihan was able to go toe-to-toe with a champion using an unevolved Pokemon, just like Ash. Raihan is Ash, confirmed. I wouldn't be surprised if Duraldon to Archaladon is like Scyther and Scizor. Scizor and Scyther, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I could see like maybe 20 points thumb finding uh, and then dropping speed because we can't let a new Pokemon evolve and gain speed. No, it has to go down. I don't know. I just think about like how it's already base 535 and it's probably not going to be much better. 540, 550 is like in the ballroom. It, it's... It's fine, right? I think they're just going to shuffle the stats around. I like. I think they're just going to shuffle the stats around. Just make him a bulky boy? Slow, bulky boy. Yeah, they're just, they're just going to shuffle the stats around. That's my honest opinion of what's going to happen there. I will say they chose two evolutions I did not see coming, so. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect an evolution the generation after, right? Uh, it's like, Duraludon Dur- I would have never expected to evolve, period. No. That one felt finished, which I was very surprised by. And Applin, when we, we saw the trailer, I'm like, that's a form, right? Cool. Yeah, right. And it's like, no, that's an evolution. It's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, both both ones were, were a surprise, and I'm happy about that. All right, let's finish it off. But I think I've rambled on long enough. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts and experiences when Teal Mask drops from Mega Kazuki. Yay. Well, thank you for that one. Our next one is going to be from Nova. Yep. Or Trainer Nova. Go ahead for this one, Whimsicott. Hello, Puckle Crew. Trainer Nova here. Long time since I last wrote in. As student life has gotten pretty busy. Thankfully, I can now say that I have finished my undergrad and will officially have a bachelor's degree in October. Woo! Good job. Yay! Congrats! Yay. Like many others, I have thoughts about the news dropped in last week's Pokemon Presents and Overworld. Excited to catch starters, return to Area Zero and to see Adamon's descendant, and if she hints at her lineage at all. Though I highly doubt she's also Eurydice's descendant, my rule of thumb is, if it isn't immediately obvious from a first glance, they don't have an ancestral-slash-descendants relationship. Game Freak does make ancestral design very obvious otherwise. They do, though. 
This is true. Yeah. They do. I kind of hope that this is like the fact that Adamant's descendant or is there is that we get uh sweet items. Yeah, we can just evolve into Cleavor, please. Yeah. Maybe that's what we get from like the photo missions is you get the items to evolve. That would be nice. Maybe. Yeah. That would make sense. It's like, oh, here, here's your peat block. Enjoy. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What I do have the most thoughts is about one of the new evolutions of the Gen 8 months. Holy cow. They haven't introduced an evolution in the next gen since Rosary and Probobus. Yes, the plane's a precious one. But our Chaladon? Oh boy. The lore head in me is having an absolute field day. Like, does this mean that Raihan's Duraludon has a reputation like Ash's Pikachu? Yeah. When it's known for being strong despite it being unevolved. Everyone is thinking about along. Yeah, time. right. Is it its GMAX factor that prevents it from evolving, like Pikachu Evia Meowth? Isn't it cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Isn't it cool that Duraldon's GMAX formed and evolved from both reference feats of structural engineering? Oh, sorry. I completely read the sentence. Isn't it cool that Duraldon's GMAX formed and evolved from both reference feats of structural engineering? If Duraldon rusts easily in rain, will our Chaludon need to develop some sort of water resistance? Lore-wise, it already mechanically has a water resistance due to its dragon yes. typing. To pop these one-turn electroshocks without rusting, why develop electric powers to begin with? I'm really excited to see more details on its evolution method in the Indigo Disc. I think it's because buildings attract lightning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. Um, my obsession with our childhood might be biased, since a Pokemon TTRPG campaign I'm jamming has a very major Draldon NPC. Ooh. This changes so much about what I knew about him. And now he has to think about his potential to evolve. Mm. It's a very niche reason to get excited, but hey, I hope that the other questions earlier were interesting enough for the general audience. This one is interesting, too. This one is. Yeah. And I think our childhood looks neat. It's ridiculous, but so was Duraldon to begin with. And I think turning it up to 11 even makes our childhood an upgrade design-wise. Anyhow... I've been hooked on your show for the last three years, so I look forward to more Puckle-filled Monday mornings. Keep it up. Signing off, Nova. Oh, this was a nice email. Well, thank you for that one. That is a nice email. That's a very nice email. I think that one gets the green Taurus badge. <laughs> They're both very nice. Yeah. I mean, they were both really good. They were both really like the Brontosaurus thing. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. They both get it then. They just both get it. Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> okay we don't have to decide indecisiveness wins the day Woo! <laughs> good job guys that's my life every day <laughs> yeah uh you can send us an email next week at pucklepodcast at gmail.com letting us know what you th- if you think pokemon needs to slow it down or not um we'd love to hear from you guys but yeah, I, I hope to uh, hear from you guys on that. But if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, the best way to do so is to come to our Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. You can follow us on social media, uh, Twitter slash X or whatever they want to call it tomorrow. Um, they, you could also go to Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we're technically on threads, but I haven't posted anything. You can, of course, go ahead and uh, go check us out at YouTube and Twitch at Twitch.tv slash ThePucklePodcast and YouTube.com slash PucklePodcast. Additionally, if you want to support the show, two great ways to do so. First is to go to Patreon at Patreon.com slash PucklePodcast. We'll be returning to regularly scheduled uh, shiny teams uh, getting distributed um, if you head on over there. Of course, you can oh, also you get uh, Puckle's 
game quarter plus whatever. I do need to tuck in with people and I've just been traveling so much this month. I haven't had a chance to record one yet, but I think we can still get one in for August. So definitely look out for that. Uh, you can go ahead and follow us over at, or, and uh, you can also go to trollandtoad.com as well uh, and use code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout for a uh, discount on your purchase. And also, uh, I mean, you can pull all those Charizards. Actually, 151's coming out. A great time to go over there and pre-order that. This is true. Without further ado, though, I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the Fluffiest Whimsicott. And I've been our Sigma. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 